Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love So last weekend I was a very busy boy I uh, did some house projects and raked up a whole bunch of leaves. Uh, maybe you've raked some leaves in the last week before the snow came. Had a lot of heavy duty work to get done. And so by the time I got to Saturday night, I got a little worried because I was afraid I'd maybe overdone it and re hurt a little injury in my back that I had from a couple of years ago when I was uh, doing some really heavy work, bending over to unload the dishwasher. <laughs> and I kind of slipped a disc and ended up having to go to physical therapy for a couple of months. Uh, I'm a pretty tough guy, you know, and uh, so anyway, and so I knew that every once in a while, if I kind of overdo it, that kind of flares up, and so I was afraid that last Sunday I was going to wake up, and I was going to be hunching around here on Sunday morning like an old man instead of the spry, young, middle-aged man that I am, and instead... I woke up Sunday morning feeling great, and I thought, well, by golly, I am still young and spry. Look at this. And then I woke up Monday morning, and I could barely stand. I couldn't even stand up straight. And so I spent the whole next couple of days practicing interventions to get my back back in order, taking ibuprofen, doing my stretches and exercises that my physical therapist says I should do every day, icing and moving because motion is lotion, she tells me. And so after a couple of days, I finally got it back and it's feeling okay now. But it proved that, you know, those interventions, they did work, but really, if I had just listened to her and done these exercises five minutes every day to do my little stretches and stuff, that prevention would have been better than the intervention. You know the old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I proved it for sure. We know in so many different parts of life that prevention is better than intervention, and yet we don't always live as though that is true. One of the ways I want to think about prevention and intervention today it's with regards to generosity and giving. Because I think we could look at giving in kind of a couple of different baskets that really are giving 1.0 or intervention giving and giving 2.0 prevention giving. When I say inter giving 1.0 uh, intervention giving, what I would put in that category of giving, I would describe it as kind of spontaneous giving, where you see a need and you step up and respond and give to that. So think about like a GoFundMe account that you see set up and say, okay, they need some help. It's when a natural disaster, like an earthquake hits and the Red Cross is there to receive donations or Lutheran disaster response. Uh, it's this time of year when you go to a store and you hear, ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. -a -ling -a -ling -a -ling -a -ling. 
And so you take some change or a few dollars and put in the Salvation Army bucket. Intervention giving is good. It's when you see a need, you know there's a need, and you give to support it. It's really good. And so I'm not poo-pooing it at all. But I think there is a higher level of giving that is uh, even more important and helpful to our souls, and that is this giving 2.0 or prevention giving. It's a kind of giving that's planned and intentional, where you think about what it is in your life that you see as important and what are the, how is your giving reflected in the priorities. This could be giving of your time, like I mentioned, the time and talent sheets that we put out each year to think about how do we volunteer here at the church, as well as the financial giving. What, what does financial giving look like for me? Is it planned? And uh, what am I making a priority? As a church, uh, because of the regular giving, the financial, the uh, you know, prevention giving 2.0, the planned giving of so many members, we're able to do so much together as a church. You've maybe noticed we've never, at least in my time here, done a, a campaign to pay for the light bill each month, right? We haven't had to do that. Instead, your regular generous giving supports those things so that we can do campaigns to support organizations like CARE to help feed people, open doors to work with youth to have a roof over their head. We're able to do those special outreach things because of that general regular support of the church. We, we give, we support organizations like the ELCA. We give a lot to the ELCA, which has all sorts of ministries that support and help people all around the world, from local food programs to our ELCA missionaries that are around the world. Did you know that every year Elk River Lutheran gives at least 10% of the offering that we receive to organizations beyond Elk River Lutheran? That's a number of statistics I'm really proud of because for we as a church, we're able to do so much good in this community and around the world. Like I mentioned, our ELCA missionaries, uh, those folks are some great and amazing people who do some teaching and preaching. They help train local pastors. But we also have missionaries who work on projects like wells and sustainable economic development, which doesn't really sound like a real theological idea. But those programs are helping raise people around the world out of poverty and live happy, whole, and productive lives. It's amazing work that's made possible because of that regular giving and support of our ELCA. That 10%, like I said, is a number I'm pretty proud of. But there's one number that I'm a little less proud of, and that is this, that only 32% of ERLC members do have a plan for how they'll support our church financially. That means they've filled out a pledge card, have sat down and done the thinking, okay, what does generosity financially look like for me in giving to the church this year? And you know, why do I care about this? Do I just want everyone to give a whole bunch of money to the church? Well, sure, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's great. But that's really only a part of it. Because like we talked about last week, generosity is this tool that God has given us to help to realize how blessed we are. And when we give generously with intentionality, there's real blessing in that. And that's what I want for everyone to be able to experience. I want for you what Jesus wants for you, what he talked about in that reading here today, which is about being set free from the worries and anxieties that sometimes come along with money. Here's what Jesus said in Luke chapter 12. Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, 
or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. How much more value are you than the birds? Isn't that great? Jesus says, God provides for the birds, and you're at least as worthy as a crow, right? At least. He says, and can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your lifespan? We know that worrying doesn't add to our life in years or in quality. And yet, so often we spend time worrying. And this is where I'd also differentiate between the difference between worrying and planning, whether that's planning for giving or planning for other parts of life. That's good and important. But I think we know the difference between worrying and planning. Because finally then, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus knows that when our relationship to our treasure, when our relationship to our money and possessions, our things, when that relationship is unsettled, our hearts are going to be unsettled. And so that's what this call to generosity is. It's a call to settle your heart. Like I said earlier, if you do the backwards math, then I worry that 68% of our members are maybe unsettled in this way because they haven't had the opportunity to sit and think about what is a priority. How have I been blessed and how can I celebrate those blessings by giving back? It's not about the number of hours volunteered in a year or the number of dollars given. It's about whatever generosity looks like for you, how you're intentionally living that out in a way for us here at the church that supports this shared life that we get to live together, which is a blessing to me and I hope to you. It's an intentionality that helps us to realize and celebrate this tool. Like I said last week, kind of over and over if you were here, generosity is this tool that God has given us to help us to realize how blessed we are because when we give, we realize how much we've been given. And when we do that with intentionality, it's a real blessing for us. Um, as a church, it's also a blessing to know that we can support and count on uh, the support of the congregation, not just financially, but in all the other ways that you show up for this church. And so I'm really excited about some of the priorities we have set for this coming year. Uh, these were in this stewardship mailing that got mailed out uh, this week. So you've maybe seen some of these four points, so I won't just read those bullet points or anything, uh, the whole descriptions. You can go back to that mailing and read a little more about them. But I do want to just highlight them briefly uh, because I'm really excited about these things. Uh, the first kind of priority we have set for this new year is to grow our ability to care through connecting. This is an opportunity for us to think about all the ways that we connect as a congregation here within this building and with the greater community. That trick-or-treating event was so fun to have a you know, few thousand kids come through and see and experience a little bit of that love and joy of Jesus through our loving church, and it was great. And so we're going to look and have many and more ways to connect both within our church and with the community. Uh, the second one is this, refresh and focus ministry with kids, students, and their families. You all probably know that we've had some transitions in our children, youth, and family ministry staffing, and then the pandemic where kids, our youngest kids, are just now starting to get vaccinated. It's been tough to kind of know exactly what to do next. And so we're going to take this year as an opportunity to really reinvigorate that ministry and connect with kids and families in many ways. 
Next, online is the new front door. There's been an interesting phenomenon over the last six months that we've been back in person for worship. As I've met new people who are coming to worship in person for the first time, everyone has tuned in online first. Their first experience of Elk River Lutheran Church has been online. And so that tells me that we better pay attention to what we're doing online and do it well and know that when people come, they're not coming totally blind. They're coming knowing a little bit about what's going on and what we're about as a church. Uh, so online worship is something we're going to continue to commit to and support uh, for our membership because it's a great blessing to us as members, I think. When you can't be here on a Sunday morning, you can still be connected to this community. But it's also an evangelism tool connecting us with the community in ways that I will admit I didn't even fully see as a, as a possibility. Finally then, uh, we talk about how the church isn't defined by the building because of online worship, and yet our building is a beautiful blessing of this church, and uh, so we want to make our building as welcoming as our people. If you remember in 2019, we did a capital campaign where many pledged to support this, uh, you know, this purchase of this building, as well as then uh, some building projects. And we have a building committee that's right now working on making some of those projects a reality. Now, uh, they might not be exactly as they were planned and laid out in 2019, because a few years have passed, uh, but there's going to be some exciting things happening where we'll probably be doing construction next summer to make this space, like I say, as welcoming as our people, to be in the round, to be closer to one another, being able to see and hear each other in worship. It's going to be a beautiful and uh, maybe a little bit of a stressful experience, but really good. And after all, if we have to not be in here for worship for a few weeks, we know how to do that now, don't we, after this whole pandemic? I couldn't be more excited about this coming year together. We have many and great things that are going to be possible because of this prevention giving, because of your regular and committed support. And so I do challenge you to consider filling out a pledge card this year. We have those stewardship mailings that went out. We have extra copies in the entryway if you need to pick one up. Think about what would generosity look like for me this year, for our family, for us as a couple. What does it look like for us this year? Take some time to give it some thought. Like I said, it's not just about the dollar amounts or the uh, hours spent volunteering. It's about this connection with you, with God, with faith, and with this church community. So thank you again for your love and support of this church and this life we get to share together. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money. Don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.